0: Welcome to Confidence and Creativity, a show where we encourage you to show up for yourself and express your confidence and creativity in business and in life. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you today. Let's get into the show. I am so excited to welcome to the show Kaisha Hughley. Kaisha is a New York based actor, entrepreneur, educator, and she is the CEO of Kaisha Creates. Kaisha,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so I invited Kaisha on today because I've been following her for a few years now. And Kaisha, I really love the way the artistic way that you have developed your personal brand. And I know that you have a YouTube channel, you have an Instagram, you have a blog, you have a podcast, like you are on everything. And so I really just <laughs> wanted you to come on and talk about your journey and just how mm-hmm. you have built to that point where you feel bold enough and confident enough to present yourself in such an authentic way
1: so awesome thank you no
0: problem no problem so how did you get started on your Mm -hmm. your actor journey
1: well when I turned 25 I basically realized that I really hated my job I was working at the U.S department of state. And while I saw the work that the, the work that people did had a lot of value, I personally didn't feel that myself. So there were a lot of people around me who were super passionate and who were like really excited to be doing the work that we were doing, but I just never felt it. I just like literally did it for the check and for the benefits and for the paid time off and for the telework. I did it for all the reasons why you probably shouldn't do a job. And Once I realized that, I said, you know what, I really have to find something else because this is not going to work long term. I'm really unhappy. And so when I turned 25, um, I had just gotten married. And, you know, after I got married, I started thinking about theater a little bit differently because I won a wedding from a theater. And so after I won that wedding, I was like, you know what, maybe I can do theater as a profession. And that's how I started figuring it out. Wow.
0: Wait a minute. Did you say you won a wedding? How does that work?
1: Listen, so that was the whole thing. So my husband and I actually um, just ignore me while I take this earring out. It's just driving me crazy. And no, I fine. know that it might hit the mic and I'm like, let me just let me pull the earring out. It's fine. We can just have <laughs> one. It's a, it's a statement. We'll make a statement. Um, but anyway, uh, in 2014, my husband and I, we were engaged and we had had this you know time where we were trying to figure out how we were going to pay for having a wedding and so we had invited our family members over to our house and did like a little presentation and we're asking basically our parental figures if they would help us you know pay for our wedding because we had just got out of grad school we had just purchased a house and we we're like hey we just need a little help would you would you help us and i'm gonna keep without a, a thousand you know some of our family members were straight out like no how could you ever ask so no. I literally, we both were sitting there like, oh, like horrified, because we're not the type of individuals to ask anyway. So when we did ask, it was because we really valued our family being there and we wanted to provide them a space to all be able to celebrate our union together. And so when we got that resistance and it wasn't everybody, but there were definitely a couple of people. When we got that resistance, we were like, okay, we'll figure it out ourselves. And so it just so happens that we had created a video to enter into this wedding contest that arena stage was doing in Washington, DC. And we ended up making the top three. And then eventually we became the grand prize winners of an $80,000 wedding. So um, it really worked out in our favor. God had our back for sure. That
0: is amazing. That's amazing. Yes. I forgot to mention that is a native of the DMV area. So she is just, in New York now but she's originally from the DC area so wow that's amazing that's amazing and so once you had your wedding and you you got married in a theater how how cool is that and you Mm -hmm. just basically said I want to go and take this and pursue this full time and just from I've been researching your story and and following you. And Mm -hmm. from what I know, you secured a lead role in the first position, the first show that you ever did after your first audition. You secured a lead role after your first audition and you sold out the first show that you ever produced on your own. So how did you even get to that point? This is before you had any formal training.
1: Yes. So I have always been someone who has been on stage. I never was, I had never done theater, but I have danced in church all my life. And when I was in church, you know, my grandparents and my, my mom and people like that would be like, Oh, memorize this um, monologue and you're going to say it in front of the church. And so I was always, I've always been very used to being in front of large audiences. And so I said, Oh, I can do theater. Like, cause I've always, I've, like i'm also dramatic so i was like oh that's just my life like i I can do this. And so I literally um, printed out a graduation picture to use as my headshot and the DC Black Theater Festival that happens every year in DC was happening. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to be a part of this festival. So I give them my graduation picture and I put a resume together. Now I had no experience. So I was only able to put like liturgical dance experience. I had done a couple of like little skits at church and things like that. So I put all of that up there and I'd actually done some productions in college where I had pulled together a multidisciplinary production between various groups on campus. So I put that stuff on there. And so I get up and I audition and, you know, afterwards, you know, some of the creative teams reached out to individual actors and one of the creative teams that reached out to me was uh, Cheryl Jackson. And Cheryl said, "Kaisha, like, you know, I would love to offer you the lead role in my stage play. And that was the first role that I booked, you know, after my first audition.
0: Wow. That's amazing. What an amazing story. So now you have completed your studies at AMDA, correct? And don't let me get this acronym wrong. So it's American.
1: The American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Okay,
0: great. Yes. 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 So you, you moved to New York, you Mm -hmm. went through that program and you were even separated from your husband, correct?
1: Yes, for two about two years and six months. Yeah.
0: Wow. So married but in two two completely different states and you know, yeah. just having to navigate that. So it seems like a, a thread for you and a through line for you through your journey has really been mm-hmm. mindset. So how yeah. have you stayed focused with all the ups and downs of, you know, auditioning? Maybe getting roles, maybe not transitioning your life, you know, uncertainty, mm-hmm. how, and, and also building your brand, you know, how have you been yeah. able to keep your
1: mind set strong throughout all of that? Listen, I'm going to be honest. New York is a beast. It's a whole different animal. It is like anything I have just not experienced before. So mindset is really, really challenging. And it's something that I'm continuously working on because, this city like once you've been here for a while especially it'll make you feel like okay like you'll have days like oh my god i'm so blessed to be here like i'm so happy i made this move and then you'll have other days that are like this is no way to live (laughs) because the way this city kind of treats you and like kind of roughs you up a little bit it sometimes sometimes can be very jarring and so i try to remember like why i do this whenever I get to those points where I'm like, I want to quit because like, seriously, there's sometimes when I'm in the thick of it, every other week, I'm like, I'm over this. But I have to remember, I started this for a reason that is beyond myself. I started this because I want the opportunity to serve others. And so if I quit, I lose that opportunity to serve others in this way. And so I try to always keep that to the forefront of my mind. Um, I also have just started, I'm really excited about this. Actually, I just started therapy yesterday and I'm really, really excited to be back in therapy. I was in therapy for a couple of years, about a year and a half before I left and moved here to New York, but I'm really happy to be back in therapy and I'm looking forward to doing that consistently because living in a place like this and pursuing an industry that I'm in, like therapy doesn't seem optional. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow,
0: that's awesome. That is really awesome that you're able to seek support in that way. Um, And I'm definitely glad that that is working well for you. So how did you get to the point where you felt confident with your own brand? Because, you know, as an actor, you're taking on a role. And sometimes it can feel comforting sometimes to kind of be completely enmeshed in another character. So how Mm -hmm. did you feel to present or how does it feel to present as yourself and how did you grow to the point where you are now with your personal brand
1: I think honestly like growing up and being the kind of kid and teenager that I was I was always shameless like I just always had some kind of like story or pitch or something that i had to tell people about i was like did y'all see this commercial oh we all need iphones like i don't even know why we're messing with anything else we need these iphones like i have always been that person that will like put something out there i think the challenge for me has honestly been though like coming to new york and being introduced to new people and new audiences of people I am a lot more, even though I'm still very open and vulnerable on my social media pages, I'm a lot more conscious of the things that I put out there. And sometimes I have found that I've wanted to censor myself. But what I'm starting to do more now is to say, you know what? There are times and places, I guess, that's where you need to censor yourself, and I'm like, this is this here is my page. Like this handle, Creates, This is my page. So if someone really takes the issue with something that I am saying, then they can go ahead and hit that little button that says I'm gonna follow because I'm not for everyone. And like, I just am really trying to live fully in that. Like that, I love that phrase. I'm not for everyone, and it's okay, you know. That's
0: awesome. That is that's is great that you've grown to to that point because I think to be a creator and really move away from that journey. I think the difference between being a consumer and a creator is that the creators are really not afraid that some people won't like what they put out. And I think sometimes right. that stops us from creating because we say, oh my goodness, this person's not going to like it, or that person's going li- to not going to like it. But I think what we have to remember is that everything is not for everyone. And the people right. who are attracted to you are, will be attracted to you and will follow you because they resonate with what you're saying. But because we're all different and we all like different things, you know, that's what makes our world so great is that everyone is not the same. So I think that's great that you, that you've gotten to that point. So as far as someone who might be starting out with their brand or, you know, might be trying to decide which platforms to use, how did you Mm -hmm come to that decision as far as which one to do first or did you start all of them at the same time
1: well you know it's funny because I've been on social media for such a long time now and you know it's so interesting when I look back at my journey because I've literally had several different brands over the course of my social media life Um, I used to have a blog about running because I run I Ran or I ran. Yes, I ran a half marathon. And so I was documenting that journey for a while. And then I had this thing called creative conversations with Kai. And so since I've been on the internet so long, I don't think I started. Them all at the same time with the intention of always being on all of them, but because like certain things were coming out, I would hop on you know whatever platform that was as soon as it you know became available. So, like when TikTok you know came out, I got on TikTok. Actually, I'm lying, I just got on TikTok. I meant to say, when I got (laughs) on Twitter, you know, that's when you know I started you know tweeting and things like that. Same with Instagram, when that came out, I jumped on Instagram, but um, I don't think I ever went into it like oh, I need to be on everything. It just so happens that when everything came out, I just made one. (laughs)
0: Got it, got it. Yeah, I think I actually started following you after a YouTube that you did on your Whole30 journey. And it was a little while before I was debating if I was going to start mine. And I saw yeah. your results and I said, man, I want my body to look like hers. <laughs>
1: I'm glad a girl Listen,
0: Who's that journey? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, so I definitely have just enjoyed, you know, seeing how creative and how bold you are with, uh, with your brand. So it seems like you're saying that being an early adopter can be a good thing.
1: For sure. For sure. I think that especially when a platform just releases, that's the best time to get in on it. I mean, literally I have friends that they've been in quarantine. They've been maximizing like on TikTok, And I have a friend that had a video, his video went viral and he literally got like, I think it was like 700,000 views on one video. And now his account has jumped up to 15 K followers. So, you know, it's just, it's a whole bunch of opportunity when things are new. Wow,
0: that's awesome. So yes, as an actor, I definitely want to ask you, how are you doing in this quarantine?
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. As an actor in New York, you're rarely home. And so I honestly have been looking around like, wow, I've never seen this side of my couch before because I'm not usually here to sit on it. So it definitely is one of those things that's kind of like my it's a it's a mental thing that you have to constantly balance because it's like oh well am i doing enough for my career and i'm like well my career is actually shut down at the moment in terms of you know actually pursuing specific opportunities But I said, you know what, Kaisha, as long as you're working on the things that will make you better for your career, that is what counts. So like making sure I get my workouts and making sure I'm doing my vocal warm ups, working towards specific skills like attaining splits and you know playing trumpet and things like that. Those are the things that will help me build. And I don't have to worry so much about the other part yet until this question mark on this whole quarantine situation is changed to some other kind of punctuation point. (laughs)
0: No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what advice would you give to someone who mm-hmm. might be just frustrated right now because their source of income, their main source of income or what they thought yeah. they were going to be doing this year? It's just, you know, they have to to pivot and, and transition. What would advice would you give them?
1: Honestly, this is the time to really get strategic about your streams of income. So if you are a person who has like one stream of income or two, maybe this time is really a good time to start brainstorming and thinking of different streams of income and different ways to work. Because, for example, one of the main concerns about the theater industry is that people are concerned that after the quarantine people aren't going to want to go and flock to see live theater because you have to be around people when you're in the theater and you're in close quarters so there's a big concern that that will decrease you know people actually coming out to the theater and that might you know change the theater industry so i'm like well if the theater industry is going to change in some way i don't think it's gone by any means but if it is going to change for a while i'm like how else can i make money And so I've been thinking about various things that I, various skills that I have and various things that I can do and figuring out ways to offer those services to people. So for example, like I do coaching, I have other skills for like my survival job where I teach students. I'm like, well, maybe I can do my own course. So I've been thinking about things like that because that will help me to sustain myself if things don't go back to normal right away
0: yeah that's awesome that's great advice so it seems like you're saying you know making sure that you're taking care of yourself and your mental health and then really doing a deep dive and thinking about how you can continue to offer your skills in a different
1: way absolutely and that that is such a good point as well like I think that any creative or entrepreneur or whoever is frustrated at this time needs to also give themselves a break especially if you're the kind of entrepreneur or creative that is always on the go like I don't know another time in life that I would ever have a break like this one. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have gotten so much sleep, My body doesn't know what to do with it because literally I was running myself a little bit ragged and I'm not proud of that. And that's something that I need to address moving forward that like when life resumes, It's not okay to just neglect sleep and neglect, you know, the practices that help me to be a better human. And so I definitely am encouraging everybody, if you don't feel like creating anything right now, sit down, don't worry about it. But if you do, by all means, jump right on in there.
0: No, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kaisha, for joining us today. Let our viewers and our listeners know, where can they follow you?
1: Well, I am all over the internet, so you can follow me at Kaisha Creates on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. It's my handle literally everywhere, even on YouTube. And if you'd like to listen to my podcast, you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and that is called A Kaisha Story. So the easiest way to find that is to just go to www.kaishacreates.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kaisha, for joining us. And yeah. I definitely wish you well on your artistic journey. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know what you thought about today's show. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and share with a friend. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and you can find me on Instagram at smccoyjoy. That's S-M-C-C-O-Y, JOY. If you're a business owner in need of public relations or communication support, reach out to us at missionkeycommunications.com. We also want to hear about your confidence and creativity journey. Send us an email or DM with your story, and you might be featured on an upcoming show. Until next time, show up confidently.